We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 27 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner, and I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org. I am joined today by fellow mom, Linda Brenneman. Hello. And two youngins, Simona Rochefort <laughs> and Courtney Holmes. Hello. It's us. Yeah. <laughs> we're back. Gotta stop playing this word game. Yeah. We're kind of doing something else Are we? right now. Are we yeah. on the air? What? What's yeah. happening? <laughs> Okay, um, so this past weekend was Geek Girl Con. Yay! Yay. We had a lot of fun. of the year. It is. It was so much fun. I love Geek Girl Con. Yes. If you don't know what that is, it is a, well, you can probably tell from the title, (laughs) a convention (laughs) about girls who are geeks. It takes place in Seattle uh, in, I think it's October every year, right? Pretty much. So it's two days, Saturday and Sunday. They have this really, really cool... um, experiment zone called the DIY zone where they teach kids all about science, mm-hmm. which is awesome. They do experiments. They make silly putty and do they yes. do do they have circuit board stuff there? I I don't know if they have the circuit boards. They definitely have the silly putty because Did Anna we, make silly putty? Yes, we what made color? that one. It was blue. Nice. And we also did um there was the uh uh what, I can't even think of the word. Um, <laughs> it was a long weekend. <laughs> um, d- displacement, um, where you make a little oh, yeah. make a little boat and you try to have it hold up a certain number of pennies. And Anna kind of had a cheat because I made the boat for her. <laughs> wow. Where the other little girls were making the boats themselves. But, you know. You know. She's three. It's yeah, fine. exactly. Um, and then the prize for that was candy <gasps> at the end. So that Uh-oh. was the first table she went to because she's like, Candy! <laughs> So um, so yeah, and none of the other ones sort of had anything. Yeah, because the silly putty you could take home. Um, they did UV beads that you could make a bracelet and take home too. But um, she was very disappointed that none of the other ones had candy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, our booth had candy. Yeah, yeah, we had candy. Yeah, so. by that time she had had a bunch of gummy bears, half of a gummy shark. <laughs> and a Swedish fish because she just came from that experiment. So gotcha. I'm like, no, no. No candy. wonder she wants to go back to the convention. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally, totally the inside out cosplay. They yeah. were amazing. They were so they good. They were so good. Did anybody else see them in person? I did, yeah. Wow. I just saw the incredibly cute picture of Anna with with the emotions. Yeah, I was just so amazed. And yeah. it's funny, when we first saw them, um, I didn't register who Disgust was. I just saw Joy. And so, like, I, I leaned down to Anna, and I'm like, look, look who's over there. And then she's like, it's Disgust. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm thinking random green girl person. And no, it was Disgust and Joy and Fear. And then... We got upstairs to the other level, and then I saw anger and sadness, and I'm like, "Whoa, we must take all another picture because they're all together now." So that is so cool. That was, they were a really amazing cosplay. I'm so sad that I missed them. There yeah. was so much good cosplay this weekend. Yeah. There was, yeah. 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 GeekCon, it's it's kind of a smaller convention, but mm-hmm. it just has this really lovely vibe. Everyone's really mm-hmm. positive and friendly, and super helpful. And <laughs> yeah, it just feels like a good place to be when you're there. Yeah. I was yeah, there. It with- definitely does. 
my friend Elizabeth is really good at getting into conversations with people. So since I was kind of tagging along with her this weekend, it was just like this one long conversation with strangers after another. And everyone is just they, – they have – they're so passionate about what they're doing there, and they have so much to talk about. So it was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to go back. So uh, keep your eyes out for that next year. Um, you should totally go if you're in the Seattle area. And if you're not in the Seattle area, you should come for it because it's super cool. Yeah. All right. So let's move into some news like we always do. The Mega Yarn Yoshi is going to be exclusive to Toys R Us, or at least it seems <laughs> I want that it. it will. No, it's been confirmed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what's the Mega Yarn Yoshi? The Mega Yarn Yoshi is basically the Yarn Yoshi Amiibo except Um, (laughs) mega-sized. So the Yarn Yoshi is the first Amiibo that's a plushie, um, which is one of a couple of forays that Amiibos are currently making into other shapes and sizes and textures because there's also the the card Amiibos, um, of which there are 100 so far. So... uh, Basically, uh, it's so cute. The yarn Yoshi is super cute. It's a giant plushie, basically. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Nicole actually has a tiny yarn Yoshi. I have a little one, yes. Which you have yet to bring into the office. I know. I still haven't opened the package. Come on, Nicole. You've got to cuddle that Yosh. I don't know know if I'm going to. You know, collector's items. You you never (laughs) open the package because that... That decreases the value. Okay, but you're not even gonna. I don't know. I don't. Why know. Why did you buy it? <laughs> to look at it, if not to cuddle. It sits on my desk. I, I will probably open it eventually. Yeah. I just need to do it when Anna is not around, and then put it somewhere where she cannot see it. Because <laughs> the day that we got it, she's like, "Is that a toy for me?" <laughs> like, no, toy no. for mommy. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So, um, so yeah, that so Mega Yarn is like. It's like regular, like stuffed yeah. animal type size. Yeah, and it costs about forty dollars, and it's coming out uh, mid November, I think, the fifteenth. And um, it was first announced back in August, and it's basically just a a big plushie that's super cute, and it's also an amiibo. Its foot has the um, the NFC tag, so you can use it with the game Yoshi's Really World, which comes out in a couple days, or um, presumably with other. Uh, various Amiibo-compatible Nintendo games because they tend to be lots of cross-compatibility com- things. How likely is it that it will be sold out immediately? Um, pretty likely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got one place to get it as opposed to multiple. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the Amiibos have been doing retail exclusive, and mm-hmm. Toys R Us has, seems to have the most Amiibos of any other yeah. dealer. Uh, they also have the Bowser Juniors, the Toys R Us exclusive, the Me Fighters, the uh, re-release of the Animal Crosser, Crossing Villager. It's Toys R Us exclusive. So mm. if you're a collector, yeah, I have not <laughs> darkened Toys R Us's door for many years. <laughs> but bless maybe. you, Linda. Yes. and I yeah. have not my favorite. Way too much. Venue. Um, so the NFC is in the foot. Yes. I was wondering how that was all going to happen. Like, try to sit, like, if it's in his butt, like it is. <laughs> like it is Just in like, the little Yoshi. Yeah. It'd be like, he's recovering the entire game yeah. pad. Like, how does that work? Well, you work? just tap him on it, but oh, still, yeah. I'd be like, uh. Yeah, you don't have to hold it on. You just tap it once, which is I nice. wish it were in his hand. Then it would be like the cutest little visual. <gasps> oh. oh. <laughs> I challenge somebody to buy Mega Yarn Yoshi and, and dissect it. Dissect it. Take yeah. the <laughs> NFC tag out of his foot and Do put it in his on Mega Yarn Yoshi. And he can do high fives with his amiibo. I want that. Um, That'd be cute. I think somebody who, like, 
knows how to like sew with yarn or knit or whatever. It would be probably uh, easy yeah. for them. You know? I could do it. I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm lazy. Okay. So everyone pay Courtney to do surgery on your mega yarn Yoshis. <laughs> you have to buy me a mega yarn Yoshi first. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. And other news, Star Wars Battlefront, which is a Star Wars game that's coming that's Everybody wants, apparently, because there were 9 million players in the beta. So many. So many. It broke EA's record. It's the biggest beta test in EA's history. Yes. Not clear if it's in all history. But, I mean, 9 million is a lot of people, so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that was the biggest and beta EA test ever. EA is, you know, pretty big, pretty big yeah. publisher. Linda, did you download that? I thought you were talking about one time you were I, downloading it. I downloaded it. it, and then I did nothing with it. I, I wonder nothing. how many people did that. Like, if the 9 million is all people who actually played the game, or just got excited oh. and downloaded I believe, I believe uh, in the post that Sigurlina Ingvar's daughter made on the Battlefront website, she said logged in, and it was on a specific oh. day. So, oh, cool. um, yeah, great. I'm pretty sure it was a, a legit number of players. Yeah. Yes. Not you, cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. No, that's a lot. Um, well, I would have just gotten killed within, oh, four seconds yeah, anyway. Fair enough. So. Especially that late in the, the beta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of being in beta, apparently the Rebels are at an extreme, extreme disadvantage. I think it's just in one of the games. I don't remember which mode it is. But Courtney and I were discussing this earlier. That Rebels being at a disadvantage, isn't that kind of what the deal is in Star Wars anyhow? <laughs> we we yeah. just like read the headline and we're like, what's the story here? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Rebels at disadvantage. No, but they're actually – there was an imbalance in the yeah. the game, which like if you have any multiplayer game like this, it's really important that the two sides be balanced so that you can have a fair fight. And yes. Which is why we have betas. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. why there are betas. Yeah. So, so now they're going to nerf – the other side. Yes, yes, they can fix it. <laughs> um, so, in other news, Square Enix is considering crowdfunding for some of their Japanese games that never make it to America. This is interesting. <laughs> I don't know how to quite how to feel about this yet. Like on the one hand, I think it's it opens it up to making it possible for them to get a game over here. Just for the people who are interested in playing it, I'm not clear if they'll then like after it's after the the people who want it pay for the localization. If then they'll go on and market it and sell it as well, I'm sure they will. But yeah, it is an interesting way to gauge interest in individual games and to bring it to the people who specifically are waiting for it and want it. So cool. Yeah. How do you feel about big publishers using crowdfunding like this? Questionable. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like one of the big problems that was facing a lot of uh, game devs on Kickstarter is that um, these major projects would come along who already had 90% of their funding and just needed that last 10%. And they were almost using Kickstarter and Indiegogo or whatever for like the PR aspect to get the people who were backing them Mm. really excited about the project. And then what happens is when an indie game comes along and asks for as much or more money for a game that actually in reality spends way less money, and so, therefore, it doesn't look as good. Like, people on Kickstarter will complain and be like, why are you asking for $12,000 when, you know, this major beautiful game only asked for $10,000? Right, yeah. You're wasting your money. Like, no, you just don't <laughs> understand that that Kickstarter was a very small percentage of yeah. what they actually needed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, that some... seems wrong fundamentally to me. I don't, I don't think that's the spirit Kickstarter was, you know, Intended. created yeah. for. Yeah, it's an interesting question. So. Yeah, I think yeah. it should be for the small developers more. 
Yeah, there. Are, I think there's a, a decent amount of interest in some of these Japanese games. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have a very small survey, but um, Megan, who used to be on me with Girl Fight podcast, I sat right next to her at IGN, and she loved like JRPGs and was very upset that a lot of them didn't make their way over to yeah. our country. So no, I'm definitely glad that they're that. These games are having that opportunity, though. So yeah. I, I guess I just wish that there was like a different way for big developers to get their community feedback, or rather, to I don't know. Yeah. At least it's not you know finish the game. It's this money is going to localize the game, so it might it might come off differently than the developers who are or the publishers who are just asking for like the that last chunk of funding That's and true. looking for attention. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's fun. we would love to hear what you think about that so send an email to hello at pixelkin.org in more news um, standalone Lego games are not going away just because we have Lego dimensions shocker yeah Yeah. but I mean also too I think that that's that's kind of a relief because people Mm -hmm. don't have to go out and buy Lego figures and portals and everything else yes Yes. I (laughs) I just finished playing Lego Dimensions, um, and it feels a lot like a regular Lego game. I would say it is incredibly similar to a basic Lego game. The biggest two differences are that you have the cross-franchise jokes, where you have characters from two different universes interacting Mm. with each other, and that there are some cool puzzles with the gamepad where you're moving the toys around. But, like, when because you have so many different franchises packed into one game, almost my, like, justification, I think, if I were if I were buying the game for myself would be I would get this game and then I would not get the standalone games for, like, a couple of the other ones so, mm-hmm. so that it would mm-hmm. hypothetically pay for itself in my, in my brain, at least, yeah. psychologically, because <laughs> it is very expensive. Yeah. Um, but I think that the standalone games still have tons to offer. They're really yeah. fun, um, especially mm-hmm. if you're more a fan of... Like if you if you aren't a fan of most of the franchises in Lego Dimensions, a lot of the humor is probably going to go over your head. Yeah, I was watching a Let's Play to get past this one part in the game because I was I was really lost. <laughs> and the it was in the Doctor Who level, and the guy who was watching like had no idea what a Dalek or a Cyberman was, and he was like super confused. And I was like, I yeah, that must be hard, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks Why are to be you, doing you? A Let's play of that part if you don't well, know what you're. Well, he was doing, doing the whole, the whole game. game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still got to suffer through it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um so fan flipouts. That's always fun. Destiny and Halo 5 are going to have microtransactions and people are flipping out. <laughs> um and I think that's because lots of gamers when you say microtransactions they think oh, Farmville, Facebook games. No. <laughs> um but that's not what is going to happen in either of these games. So in Destiny, lots of the stuff that you can buy is going to be cosmetic. Um, such as the emotes. Linda, you wrote about those, right? right? Yeah, that's in fact the only thing that's available right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're talking about some other things, but they really have been going out of their way to make it clear that you're not buying your win. Right. You're buying the dance that you do after you win. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or, you know, the, the thing where you do the slow clap. (laughs) <laughs> and I just see all these people using these things ironically. I think they'll be pretty fun. Yeah, that actually. I would buy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, I told my son Chris about it, who's a big Destiny fan and plays all the time, and he said, "No way, they're not getting any of my money." <laughs> yes, I, I think there's a feeling that you've already you're already 
paying good money for a big game like that and then adding microtransactions up on top of it. But you know what? I think over time that'll change and people will get used to it and it won't yeah. be that big a deal. Because I said, you know what? They're going to put some silver in your account. And you can buy a couple of those emotes. And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. So they're going to get you, yeah. I think. Yeah. Also, I mean, most MMOs that you play on the PC, or a lot of them, at least back in my day, had a <laughs> monthly subscription fee. And Destiny doesn't have that. So, I and I mean, they're releasing, like, constant updates and expansion packs and things that you can buy. But I think it's kind of unfair to expect them to keep putting out, like, these big updates like the Taken King. So if they can make a little off of... Emotes yes. to up to keep those servers yeah, up, et cetera. I don't think yeah. it's bad at all. Yeah. Um, so Halo 5 is going to have cosmetic things as well. But they're also going to have these things called rec packs, um, which you earn in multiplayer. Now, you don't have to buy the rec packs. Uh, and you actually, if you buy the rec packs, it doesn't matter what's in them really because you're not allowed to use them until you're a certain level Anyhow, mm-hmm. and the rec packs are going to be very generous throughout uh, throughout the levels. They're going to have little mm-hmm. machines where you can go and get rec packs, <laughs> kind of like an ATM. There is a hilarious tutorial video featuring Mr. Chief. If you don't know what <laughs> Mr. Chief is, he is a little cartoon version of the Master Chief who was designed and drawn by Frank O'Connor. Not affiliated. <laughs> who started out at Bungie and now has moved to 343. He's on the he's in, I think he's in charge of the franchise team. But um yeah, the Mr. Chief is pretty funny mm-hmm. and I encourage you to go check out that video. It's very cute. Yes. Um so yeah, so the the rec packs are also they're they're kind of like card packs where it's kind of random what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And so um that's the way Hearthstone works. That's also the way – it was kind of the first one that – or I don't know if it was the first one. The first one that I came across that did microtransactions was Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. And you could buy card packs in that. Um, and But that's the way that you got um, the new skin for your weapon or the new skin mm-hmm. for your zombie. And you were able to do that all within the game, which me and my husband did because we played so much <laughs> of that game. But you could buy them. And uh, – and that worked really well. I think the whole card pack thing with the randomization just, yeah, you yeah. know, is a good way to do things. Plus, I'm pretty sure in Halo, if you get a card you don't like, you can sell it and get more rec points and then use those rec points to buy mm-hmm. more rec packs. So yeah. yeah, and you earn them through uh, leveling up in the multiplayer gameplay. So if that's something that you're invested right. in, you're going to be earning that money anyway. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just if, uh, if, if I don't even know. I don't know why we, you would buy them. Anyhow, but speed up. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, but uh, some people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) but you can't use them until you're at a certain level. Anyhow, so I don't know. It's people who feel like they're not getting what they want, maybe, and they want to keep buying them and buying them and buying them until they get something that they (laughs) want. But (laughs) I'm too lazy for that mentality. But I appreciate and respect it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's kind. I mean, that's kind of like in Hearthstone, like. You can buy packs over and over and over and over and over again, but that doesn't guarantee you're going to get a legendary like the 28 packs my husband had when the new expansion <gasps> oh, launched. Oh, no. I think we talked about this on, on before. No legendary. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's our news. <laughs> um, so what we're going to talk about today and why we have Courtney on um, because she's our expert. Otherwise, we just wouldn't want to be around her at all. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no. Um, so we are going to talk about 
each of the consoles that are available. We're not going to tell you which console you should buy. We're just going to lay out the features so that you can Oh, I make plan the on right telling them what to choice. do. <laughs> <laughs> so you can make the right choice. And maybe I will uh, I'll counter you now. So let's start with handhelds. The choice you have is 3DS <laughs> or this thing called the Vita that <laughs> has like Vita? no games. Um, so there, that's not really um that's not really competition. That's not fair though. at all. I, even <laughs> I would say get the 3DS. Yeah. yeah. It I has mean, although the market cornered. It has the market cornered, but it also really does depend what you want to play. Um, because because PlayStation TV and all, you can play so or PlayStation 4 games on your Vita. I think that that is an attractive thing. Remote play, like yeah. in your bedroom, doing the handheld thing. That came out wrong. Um, if you... <laughs> If you don't want to take up the TV in the living room, you you know take your handheld console to a private place. <laughs> okay, so, okay, okay. It's all fine. right. Handheld, go get a 3ds. <laughs> um, the rest of these, let's do alphabetical so that you don't think we are biased in any way. So Simone, PS4. Oh, is that go. how the alphabet works? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. I really enjoy the PlayStation 4. Um, as far as the selection of games, I think the Xbox is really coming up on the indie game side right now. But so far, the PlayStation 4 has really been kind of dominating that indie game space, in my opinion. Um, I really... the thi- One of the things I love about the PlayStation 4 is the DualShock 4 controller, which ergonomically, for me, is the best controller I've ever held. Uh, it's just a really good size, a really good shape. It doesn't strain your hands. It's easy to press all the buttons. A downside of that has been that the with the the thumb the the joysticks, there's been a problem where the rubber covering comes off. It mine both of my controllers now have tears in the covering on mm. the uh, left joystick. I don't think that. I mean, that's obvious. I'm not going to replace my controller. Um, there are ways that you can replace the joysticks, but it's not worth the effort, in my opinion. It doesn't really like get in the way of my gameplay. It's just kind of obnoxious. Now that I've told you all the reasons why the DualShock 4 is a bad controller. <laughs> no, um, and yeah, so ergonomically, it's it's really nice. Um, and the PlayStation 4 itself, I find uh, for the price point, it's a really solid console. I know, Courtney, you had some problems with yours being buggy when you got it. So that's that's kind of something I don't know how to address because, again, much like with Assassin's Creed Unity, I never experienced any bugs with my console. One thing I would say is that I certainly have filled it up very quickly, which is something that I've addressed on previous podcasts. <laughs> um, so if I were to buy one now and I had the money, I would probably go for a one terabyte model, um, especially if you're going to be playing a lot of the larger AAA games. When or taking a lot of screenshots. Or taking a lot of freaking videos. And, uh, Dragon Age <laughs> and Destiny. I could not believe how much space these games take up. Like when I, I got a Destiny PlayStation 4 and I have the physical disc, but I still needed 19 gigabytes of space wow. just, to, yes. just to open the game. That's because I don't, the physical disc doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, this is a, something that is... Un- I don't think this was a problem with the PlayStation 3, correct me if I'm wrong, but and I don't also don't know if it's the same on the Xbox One, but physical discs don't they install all their data onto the console itself. So, you know, I don't remember if that was like that on the PS3 or not, honestly. I don't think it was. All no. I know is that I have more space available on my PS3 than my PS4, and sure I do game more on the PS4 at this point, but it still just seems a little ridiculous that, you know, no matter if I buy the digital version or the physical version, like it's going to be taking up 
basically the same amount of space. I think that that's ridiculous. Why do we have disks at all if that is the case? Stop I have a question. Yes. Backwards compatibility. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There are – they are making, I think – some games available in the PlayStation Store. Um, you know, it kind of depends on the publisher. But as far as backwards compatibility goes, uh, not not a lot, and you'd have to rebuy it anyway. So you know, old staples like we don't have Dragon Age or Mass Effect, um, the old ones on the PlayStation Four. Um, they are really like yeah. There's what, lots what you... of remastering though, so yes. you can pay sixty dollars again for the game. To look prettier. Unless you're starting from scratch. Well, in that, which is case. that is true. That is true. I mean, we don't have a PS4 yet, but like I would totally want to get The Last of Us, you know, mm-hmm. with the HD and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're looking for exclusives, Media Molecule does their games exclusively for um, Sony consoles. Naughty Dog does their games exclusively for Sony consoles. Um, is Naughty Dog the one that does? Uh, Uncharted. They do Uncharted. That's the biggest one. Who does uh, Infamous? Like Second Son and all that. Uh, I, Sucker like Punch. They're PlayStation exclusive they're PlayStation too, right? Exclusive okay, too. so those games yeah. are also PlayStation exclusive. Um, I do really like the big studio PlayStation exclusive games. But that being said, I'm also I would also like to play some of the Xbox exclusive ones. So, you know, yeah, kind of depends on what you're you. into. Because you've got Tomb Raider and Sunset Overdrive for you right now. Yes. Not fair. Won't Tomb Raider eventually come out for PlayStation? Yes, it, will. it will. Yeah. Um, and the first one is out for the PlayStation 4. So you, you don't have to make any compromises there. Um, and everything else, I, I I love the interface. Uh, it's I hated the interface on the PlayStation Three, um, that long like ribbon, and it's still yes. a ribbon on the PS Four, but it's a lot more well organized, um, easy to navigate, and I enjoy all the the social media features like being able to share pictures, tweet pictures, and stuff, and being able to take lots of videos. The share button is. Super, super easy to access. We'll have to compare and contrast this with the Xbox because yeah. on the PlayStation 4, there's a share button right on the DualShock 4 controller. So you press it and you can choose to either, you know, directly directly save the last 15 minutes of game footage or directly save whatever oh. screenshot that you have yeah. landed on. That's uh, nice. 15 minutes That's or really 15 nice. seconds? I believe it's 15 minutes. Okay. Um, beca- judging by the really nice. enormous yeah. videos <laughs> that are on my hard drive. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what about PlayStation Plus? My roommate has it. I don't have it. Um, he has it so that he can play Destiny. You need PlayStation Plus for online gaming um, and, all, and of course, the free games that you yeah. get every month. Um, I definitely reap the benefits of him having it. <laughs> yes, I, I think it's – it depends what you want. If you If you are the kind of person who – wants to get some free games to, you know, load up your your PlayStation 4 um or play multiplayer. Or correct? play multiplayer. Yes. Yeah. Uh I I I quite like PlayStation Plus. Um but again, I mean I wouldn't get it just because someone who I share a console with has it. Yeah. So I'm kind of piggybacking on him. But, you know, the thing about monthly free games, they're very cool. Very, very cool. Love it. Uh, We always end up installing them and then not having time to play them and Mm. then deleting them because they take up space and we need to have room for more Destiny videos. So (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like Steam sales. How much per year does PlayStation Plus cost? $99. Cool. Yeah. So I dig it. One more question. Yeah. 
Um, so if you have kids, are there a lot of games for kids on the PlayStation? That is a good question. Um, I definitely not as my, many as I think are on the Wii U. And, you know, I think even when it comes to the Xbox, there might not be – they might not have the, the library that the Xbox One has in terms of kid-friendly games. Just cause, I mean, I know Plants vs. Zombies is Xbox – exclusive no actually no No. i had it on my playstation 4 i'm lying to you right now um why aren't you playing it really i don't know i don't know we had to uninstall it so that we (laughs) (laughs) so that i could install freaking skylanders and disney infinity because god is dead and we killed him (laughs) um (laughs) uh so you do have skylanders and disney infinity on playstation and lego dimensions and then there's also the mini molecule games so that's tearaway and little big planet those are all good for kids Um, yeah but it's yeah, it does not really compare with Nintendo. It definitely <laughs> doesn't compare with Nintendo. I guess I, I I guess I would say yes, the the publishers who are making console games for kids are probably releasing them on Xbox and PlayStation. I think it's probably yeah. it ends up being pretty equal there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Nintendo, Courtney Tell Gosh. us about the Wii U. Someone that was so thorough. I don't know if I'll be able to follow up. Um, <laughs> oh, I think he will. <laughs> so the Nintendo Wii U came out uh, before the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So it's a little bit older. Um, and it doesn't quite have, like, the processing power that these other two consoles have. Um, that said, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the The Wii U, if, if you've ever played a Nintendo game or if you are a fan of... Uh, puzzle games or um, sort of platformers like Super Mario style stuff. Nintendo games are always exclusive. They you will never see a Mario game on PlayStation or Xbox ever, ever. <laughs> so if you want to play them, you have to have a Nintendo. And um, those games, in addition to being family friendly and cute, they are just super solid gameplay. The instances of finding a bug or poor level design in a Nintendo game are almost never. Like, they're just, yeah. they're, their game design is really, really solid, which is part of what makes things like Zelda such a satisfying game for me personally. <laughs> I love Zelda. Uh, every time I'm playing a dungeon and I'm really lost, I know that it's impossible for me to get into a game-breaking situation, and I have total faith in the game the entire time that I'm playing it that I'm never going to mess it up that there will always be a way out for me because everything is always super smartly designed and I've never had a game breaking bug except for Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric which we won't talk about (laughs) (laughs) but that's not that's a Sega game yes that's a Sega game but it it was um, it, it is a Wii U exclusive right um. <laughs> but so the the biggest feature that separates the Wii U from the PlayStation, the Xbox, is the second screen. Uh, it has this thing called the GamePad, um, capital G, capital P, one word, um, <laughs> it, which is a little tiny, not HD screen. It's a touch screen. Um, the GamePad also has a camera and microphones um, and headphone jack so you could actually for a lot of games just turn off the television and suddenly you have a handheld console as long as you stay within range of your actual console so um it's really nice if like you're hanging out in the living room someone wants to watch a movie and you can just play games on the on the handheld uh the other awesome thing about the wii u is um if you never got around to buying a gamecube or a wii or a 2ds a it's backwards compatible with wii games and B, it has this thing called the Virtual Console where they've been re-releasing tons and tons of old games. So if you, like, I I never owned a Game Boy Advance, 
So I can use my Wii U to play the Zelda games that came out on Game Boy Advance mm. and catch up on those without having to fi- worry about going back and finding an old console. Yeah. So it's it's just really really nice for um, catching like the number of Nintendo games that's available on it is is enormous because you can go back and play these old classics. Yeah. That's mm. great. And so yeah. they've got they've got modern versions of pretty much everything except Zelda. No, they, the there's. Um, I the, mean, like, like a brand new, like, so we get a new Mario Kart. We've got a new Smash Brothers. Oh, we don't have a new just general Mario, right? Yeah, we do. Um, so, or Super Mario 3D World. Oh, okay. Um, is awesome. Uh, is really really fun Mario game. Um, it's really cool because you can drop players can drop in and drop out at will, uh, and it's just got super satisfying puzzles that are good single player or multiplayer. Cool. Um. Yeah, a lot, when that one first came out, most of the reviews were like, it's the best one since Super Mario Galaxy, which was on Wii U and really good. If that means anything to yeah. anyone. <laughs> um, yeah, so the biggest franchise on Nintendo, Super Mario, which is the biggest game franchise in the world. Um, Legend of Zelda, Star Fox, Pikmin, um, Splatoon. Pikmin, I forgot about that. We're waiting for Pikmin, right? Yes. Pikmin. <laughs> well, there's already a Pikmin 3 available on the Wii U. That one came out the first year that the console was around, and um, Miyamoto has confirmed that they're working on another one, which will hopefully happen soon. Um, <laughs> it is true that Nintendo's already talking about their next console, the NX, which uh, Sony and, and um, Microsoft have not started talking about their next consoles. So you might get, like, worried that the Wii U is going to go out of favor soon, but it'll be at least until 2017 before I think the NX starts, Mm -hmm. could potentially come on the scene. And even then, I think that it's it's such a good... Like, when a game is able to design the second screen element well, it's so satisfying. And that, that... is a big limiting factor, unfortunately. A lot of third-party developers don't want to develop games for the Wii U because the second screen means they have to come up with a whole new like gameplay model versus if mm. they're releasing for the PlayStation, the Xbox One, they don't have to worry about the mm-hmm. second screen. Or if they develop something for the second screen, then it becomes harder to port it over to the other two consoles, which is a bummer, and it has hurt the Wii U a lot. Um, but when they do it well, it is super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh and Nintendo's bringing a lot more indie games to the Wii U lately, right? Yeah, there have been a ton of nindies, as they call them, <laughs> indie games coming along. Um, Gearwalk, I'm excited about, just came out on the Wii U. But, um, God, yeah, there's a lot of them, um, which is cool that they've been making that effort. Uh, yeah, I find the gamepad really satisfying ergonomically. Uh, you can also use Wii remotes, which I don't like as much, but if you have a Wii around your house, it's nice that you can reuse the same controllers. You can even use GameCube controllers if you buy the adapter. Wow. Yeah. That is and pretty that is cool. something that isn't true of the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The GameCube controller is what I used to give to Anna so that she could think that she was actually <laughs> playing the game. <laughs> because you turn it on and it has a light, which, yeah. unbelievably, our GameCube controller's batteries still work. Yeah, um, God, those were good controllers. <laughs> yeah. still have my, my wave bird. It's actually <laughs> right. upstairs in the office. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a couple questions. So uh, Virtual Console, mm-hmm. do those games cost any money? Yeah, but okay. they're usually really cheap. Like uh, if you want to buy the original Legend of Zelda, or Zelda, the first one, it's less than $5. Um, most of the like Game Boy Advance games you'll buy or SNES or NES games, those will be less than $5. Maybe some of the more modern ones are going to cost you more. But it's very affordable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 
I really like the Wii U. I think it's totally <laughs> underrated, and it's the yeah. Wii U is your PS Vita. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I don't eh. think it's that bad. Yeah. Ah. No. One complaint that I do have about it is that when a lot of developers are not very good at designing for the second screen, and so there are have there been a number of games where I either find that the second screen is being totally underutilized and it's like a waste of space, or I find that it's overutilized and I spend the whole time just staring at the little screen on my hands and I miss all of the HD splendor on the television. Yeah. So you want to find that ideal balance between the two is when you have a, a winner. Yeah. So my other question is about Amiibo because those are the only Nintendo-exclusive toys to life mm-hmm. so yeah so amiibos uh they also work with the 3ds um it, they're little figurines or plushies that have nfc tags in them or cards and, or cards <laughs> um and they work with almost every wii u game that's come out since the launch of the amiibos which was i guess about a year ago first party wii u games right? first party yes. yeah um so which they, means developed and published by nintendo sorry yeah that's okay um, so almost every Nintendo game these days has some sort of uh, amiibo functionality, but you also almost all of them you don't really need an amiibo to enjoy the game. I don't have very many amiibos, and I'm not really interested in collecting very many. Um, and the ones that I have, I don't use that often. Um, but if you do like collecting figurines, God, the amiibo market is super popular. It's really <laughs> kind of amazing to watch people freak out whenever they announce a new one. Yeah, very much unlike Skylanders or Disney Infinity. You don't see people They're freaking out. They're so hard to get. <laughs> Although, you know, people were freaking out. I was watching the the release schedule of the Skylanders for Trap Team, and there are all these people, like, in Canada and Europe who weren't getting the, the Skylanders till later going, when can we – when is it going to come to Canada? When is it going to come out here, guys? And they're, like, 12-year-olds, so they're, they're – <laughs> it's so cute <laughs> and sad. <laughs> yeah. You were real quickly just about Skylanders. So there was someone who uh, came by uh, our table at Geek Girl Con and you know we were we had Skylanders up on the, the we were showing the Pixelkin site and Skylanders was up there on the top and this little kid is like, "Oh, Skylanders." He's like, "Yeah, I used 30 Skylanders to beat the last level." And I was like, "Wow." Like in the back of my head, I'm like, Wow, that's a lot. And then I asked him how many Skylanders he has, and he said 60. Wow. <laughs> he said mo- his dad said most of those were inherited by his cousin because I think I probably looked in horror at his father. <laughs> at the, Why would you do this? <laughs> yes, the amount of money that you would be. T- I Like uh, I get it 60 times like 15 bucks. That's yeah. insane. I, yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm having Beanie Baby flashbacks. But <laughs> yes. How much yeah. did Beanie Babies cost? They were, they were less than that. They were like yeah. $5, I think. Oh, yeah. seriously? I could have bought so many of those. Yeah. Unless they gouged you, which they did sometimes. That's yeah. true. Go the, to the store and they would charge you more than they were supposed to. In the yeah. height of the craze, yeah. there was a lot of competition. Yeah. Or like the special edition, like Princess Diana Man. Beanie Babies, and I had that one. <laughs> I had that so was many. so horrible, but it I was think fun I had too. like one. I don't know. I wasn't into the bags Beanie Baby thing. Bags and bags of Beanie. Babies. One oh more. Gosh. Why did that Never happen? Again. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it. Collecting things is really fun. I mean, that's why video games are yeah. full of collectibles. But it yeah. can be just incredibly awful for a your money and b your. Space, space in your house. Um, <laughs> your self-respect. Yeah. Uh, collecting, it's, I don't know, it's it's such a double-edged sword. So oh, that's I why. I can't wait till I can get some nice glass display cases for my Skylanders. 
<laughs> Courtney. Maybe one, I'll get them lit. <laughs> one more question. If you had to guess about the new Nintendo console, the NX, do you think it will have an, a separate screen? No. I think that it won't. I really like the dual screen, but I think that it's held the Wii U back, and I think Nintendo wants is going to want to try something different. So they're going to correct that, maybe. I don't know if I would call it correcting. I think they're going to continue to support the Wii U for uh, a while after launch. I mean, this is Nintendo has always been really good about supporting their old consoles, even after they bring out a new one. I mean... They released the Wii Mini, which is only $99 and plays every Wii game, but it doesn't connect to the internet for mm. people who were didn't want to commit to buying the Wii U. Right. But um, because they're just so, such a huge library of Wii games. Um, and then, like, one of my favorite things that Nintendo's done is they released um, Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle of Seasons, which are two really cool companion games. They released this for the Game Boy Color after they, like, at the same time that the Game Boy Advance came out as sort of, like, a salute to the Game Boy Color and, like, to encourage people to continue to, like, play on these older consoles. Um, so I think that having the NX being around is by no means going to undermine the Wii U. Yeah. Cool. So one more thing. So it connects to the Internet, but there is no, like, fee to do that. Yes, uh, that's correct. There is no fee. Uh, so the Wii U, in addition to playing games, you can watch Netflix, you can watch Hulu or Amazon Prime, you can do internet browsing, um, you, you can connect to the Miiverse, you can shop for games on your console. Um, they, Nintendo has great parental controls, all their online games are really strictly monitored, and um, but there's some cool interactions you can do. There's lots of different games where you can draw pictures on the gamepad, and then like Splatoon has... The greatest, you, you walk up to people and you can see little speech bubbles with images they've drawn on their gamepad. Mm. And people are, get so good. There's some really nice ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're also just really funny. I should clarify also, uh, for the PlayStation 4, you can connect to the internet without having PlayStation Plus. That, Like I said, that's just for multiplayer games and things like that. So if you have a Netflix account, you can download the, the Netflix app and watch Netflix with the PlayStation 4. It also has Hulu and Amazon Prime um, and Crunchyroll and Funimation and all, all those um, TV watching apps, which I use a lot. Plus, this is a big one. The PlayStation 4 is a Blu-ray player. Yes. So you can buy Blu-ray discs, which is yes. a big mm. deal. And it's actually why I part of why I ended up going ahead and buying a PlayStation 4 is because my Blu-ray player died. And I was like, well, I guess it's time. Uh, <laughs> Thank the you Wii, for mentioning that. Yeah, the Wii U <laughs> does not play Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. The Xbox, however, does. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll segue into the Xbox One. Again, I'm going to disclose my bias before ever anything comes out of my mouth. My husband works for 343, which is a studio that is owned by Microsoft. So, Xbox One. The coolest, one of the coolest things I think that um, uh, that the Xbox One has going for it was just something that was recently um, announced, and that's the backward compatibility, which means that you can play mm-hmm. um, lots of your 360 games on your Xbox One as long as you owned the 360 game. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you can probably, you can, I don't know for sure, but you could probably buy another version. So it checks to make sure you've owned the game digitally. There's a, like a key that it will look at, um, and then ones that were released on disc, you have to have the disc in order to play those, which I discovered with Viva Pinata. When I wanted to switch to Viva Pinata 2, I needed to switch my disc. But, you know, the ability to play all those games is really, really cool. Um, another thing that I really like is that, like the PlayStation 4, you can share the, um, the premium service on, on your home system. 
and that's Xbox Live Gold. It is $60 a year. Um, but the other thing that's kind of cool with that is um, you can still go over to another Xbox and log in with your gamer tag and play there so long as you are the main gamer tag that the home console is set up to. The Xbox Live, honestly, I don't love the interface all that much. Um, it's very blocky. It's very Windows 8-ish. <laughs> um, so, you know, take it or leave it. It's 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 okay there. Um, but the thing – one of the things that's cool about that interface is this whole kind of snap thing where you can be playing a game or doing something and you can choose to snap another program to run at the same time. So say you're playing a game and somebody like calls you on Skype. You can just snap Skype and then Skype with that person while you're playing the game. It doesn't always work wonderfully, but you can do it. And when it works, it is super cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, so another thing, Connect. I know lots Yay, of people connect. don't like Connect. I love Connect. I love Connect too. Um, because besides the cool motion games, it also does voice controls. Again, lots of people have tons of problems with voice controls. It's, it's like you with Assassin's Creed Unity is the way I am. My voice controls work perfectly every single time I use them. Um, I don't understand why that is. Uh, maybe I just articulate better than other people. Um, but with voice controls too, it's, it's really, really funny to watch my daughter attempt to use the voice <laughs> controls. Xbox Play! Xbox Play! Um, <laughs> But yeah, it never works for her, but, but it's it's super, super cute. So it's childproof. Yeah, the the voice controls I just I just really, really love. It I mean it's it's great for if we're watching, you know, some type of TV show and Anna says, I need to go potty. It's very quick to say Xbox Pause. Yeah. And then go do that. Um and you know, that's helpful. At least for if you have little kids, I'm sure it could be helpful and uh, other situations too. But Laziness. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing about Connect is that you get a lot of these great exclusive games like Fantasia, which I absolutely love. And Linda, I know you're a fan of Connect too. So why don't you talk about that a little? Um, I, I love Fantasia too. I just wish there were more Connect games. You know, yeah. it's um, I, I like some of the the games that are that were on the 360. Yeah. That I can't play on my Xbox One now. Yeah, that's um, unfortunate. Yeah, but I do another thing I like about the Xbox is the I I think um burgeoning interface that's going on with Windows 10. It seems like um there's going to be more and more cases where you can play games on your Xbox One. And then you can go to your computer and play the same game. Yes. And maybe even, you know, have, have your progress be saved on the, on both platforms. Yes. So that's kind of cool. they just recently announced that there's going to be an adapter that's going to allow you to use the wireless Xbox controllers on your PC, which is pretty cool. <laughs> the streaming works well, too. My husband has yeah. done it a lot. It, it really works. There's not really lag mm -hmm. or anything like that. So yeah, no, it works awesome. great. So it's really cool. So like the PlayStation, you can do the, um, the recording, although I don't have a ton of videos on my Xbox. Well, <laughs> well, well. Yeah. Um, but you can use the voice command really quickly. Xbox record that, and it'll record like the last 30 seconds of gameplay. 
Um, it's got a Twitch app that makes it really easy to stream things. Again, you need Xbox Live Gold to do all of these things. You mm-hmm. need it to play multiplayer. You, you actually, unlike you know, like the Wii U or the PlayStation Four, you need Gold to do Netflix and Amazon Prime. Oh, and really? All of those things. Wow. I believe so. Ugh. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, but but yeah, so I really like it. I do not have any of the other consoles. Um, which we will get eventually. <laughs> but again, I am biased. <laughs> I have a question. So, yeah. Do you want to talk about VR at all? Because that's something that will never happen on the Wii U. Oh, right. Um, so I don't know. There's still kind of like we don't really know what the HoloLens is going to be like. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to say at this point. Or the Vive. I mean, yeah. Viva. Yeah. Is it Vive. Viva? I think it's Vive. Vive. Sorry. Vive? Yeah. Vive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just read it all the time. Yeah. I'm I mean, pretty sure it's HTC Vive. Um, and that will be compatible with Xbox One, as will Oculus. Yeah. Um, Xbox is really making a push to make sure that the different VR um, headsets will be compatible with it. Yeah. Sony has its own, uh, which is called PlayStation VR. Very simple. Um yeah. But as far as I can tell, I mean, the the mechanics of developing a game for these different VR headsets, with the exception of the, the HoloLens, which is augmented reality and not VR, um, I'm pretty sure that it's pretty – it's similar. Yeah. So I, I think that there will not necessarily be um, – too many exclusive things happening there, at least yeah. from, you know, publishers or developers who aren't affiliated with that. Right. I think a lot of that developer. stuff is going to be um, compatible with with Windows as well. And so mm-hmm. that's where you kind of get the crossover, mm-hmm. which is something that Xbox kind of has um, an advantage over all of yeah. them is that they basically own the PC market. <laughs> so they can throw things, you know, compatible yeah. with Windows, and then they're integrating the compatibility with Windows right. and Xbox yeah. One. So. Yeah. I was so I was not excited at all for VR games until I actually tried some high quality virtual reality, and it's mind blowing. It's so it's much incredible. cooler than I thought it would be. Yeah. So I know that whenever headsets start coming out, it's going to be a big financial investment. So a lot of just casual gamers are not really going to be interested in trying it. Yeah. But I hope that you'll at least find somebody else who owns one of these headsets and put it on because oh my god, <laughs> it's really really cool. Yeah. And I I wish that that's. Like the the challenge of advertising it is really difficult because obviously any commercial you're watching for a VR game is gonna not be in virtual reality. It's all yeah. gonna be two D. I mean, as... yeah, it's the same problem that the three DS had. Mm-hmm. Like you can't advertise that three D. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. So yeah, we had a couple of stories come out this week about um, VR and education. Google has this new thing where um, they're bringing. Uh, VR into classrooms, very simple VR where you use the Google Cardboard with your smartphone. But those experiences are pretty amazing. Even that is very immersive where you feel like you're in a museum and you're looking around and and it's it's like you are standing in a museum. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's also the um, was the Gear VR. Is that Samsung? Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of virtual reality flooding the market in the next yeah. couple of years. Um, you got a lot of choices then. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The only one I I use was the Valve one. It's the V. That's the Vive, the right? Vibe, yeah. 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 Um, We've both used Oculus. We liked it quite a bit. Um, I haven't used PlayStation VR yet, and. 
Uh, there's so many scary games coming out for it. So I, and I'm sure there are some non-scary ones too. But yeah, we. Uh, yeah. Did you get to play Lucky's Tale at all? Or no, I never had yeah. time. I played Lucky's Tale at PAX Prime, which is was an Oculus game, and it was super fun. Cool. Uh, I really liked mm-hmm. it. It's one of the only kid-friendly VR games that's launching with the Oculus, mm-hmm. and you control this little fox, and mm-hmm. it like it's. It's a great example of when I watched the trailer, I was just like, eh, whatever. And yeah. then I played it, and I was like, <gasps> so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back to the Xbox, if you want kid-friendly games, you kind of really need to have a Kinect because that's where most of those oh. are, mm. um, unless you're, you're doing the backwards compatibility and you owned a bunch of 360 games. But, yeah, you really kind of need a Kinect to get a lot of those kid-friendly mm-hmm. games, which – is, you know, a little bit of a shame. I mean, you can buy the Xbox without the Kinect. Um, and I did a whole piece on why, if you're a family, you should definitely get the Kinect. Um, so I wish, you know, I wish more de- developers, eh, developers would support it. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I was going to say something else and it just. I have just another question online. and that is about tablets. What do you guys think? Oh. iPad and iPad. Amazon Fire. App Store. Just App Store all the way. Get yeah. an iPad. iPad yes. is great, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Android is getting better, um, but they've got a lot. They've got a <laughs> lot of uh, uh, space to work work up to catch up. So yeah. Um, and if you want something that will consistently and reliably update, I mean, okay, App Store or iOS updates do tend to break things, but. Um, I think that uh, Apple has a more a, a better system of updating than than Android does. So I almost never have problems with iOS updates, and that's because I wait a really long time before I actually <laughs> update. There yeah, I've go. done that too. I don't think I don't think we've updated our iPad to nine yet. Honestly, I don't think we have. My iPhone is so far behind. <laughs> you know, I, I think there might Lady. be some potential though in the um inexpensiveness of the some of the android tablets that mm, come yeah, out that's so, true you know, the ipad yeah. can get pretty expensive so mm-hmm. yes. is <laughs> is yeah exactly you're right not it can, is. is yeah especially um, there's the new like pro one coming out right that's not for gaming and kids no. though that's a professional tablet i yeah. wouldn't put it in this category at all yeah mm. so other thing that's another thing about tablets and kids is very very uh user friendly cuz it's an interface that's very very easy to use like anna can absolutely use that, you know, with no problems. Uh, And if she has problems with something, it is definitely the game's fault as opposed to her fault because I've tried it and we'll get the same (laughs) problems. Um, So, so yeah, and there are tons of great apps for kids out there, like a lot. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of companies that that is just what they do. So uh, companies like Tokoboka and Sago and – they have released so many apps for kids, and they actually like Tokoboka at least. Those apps um, have like up through elementary kind of appeal because there was like a six or seven year old girl who came to our table at Geek Girl Con, and Tokoboka was our favorite company. Wow! And here I thought like, oh, it's just preschoolers, but no. And she was talking about Toka Town, which was the last um, Anna's apps that I did. So, um, so yeah, so that's Plus cool. Zumbinis. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I would say my my number one advice for if you're trying to pick out a console is look at just what games are available on the different consoles because that's going to tell you a lot. You don't want to spend a ton of money and then realize that you aren't going to play something that you can't do, something that you love and that what you can 
play you're not very interested in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The games yeah. make the decision. Also yes. money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and coming up on Pixelkin, too, I'd just like to mention that we're uh, giving the site a new look, and mm-hmm. you'll be able to search for information about games by platform. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And you can already do that in our um, game picker, our game database. So that might be a help for people. Yes. Yes, I think. As Christmas by. comes up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which is why we're doing this whole episode is – if you're planning to buy an, a console for Christmas, we have given you the details, yeah. I hope. PlayStation just dropped in price by $50, of course, two weeks after I bought a PlayStation. So <laughs> thanks for that. Yeah. Sony. Does that make it cheaper than the Xbox One at this no, point? They're no, they're the same price the same. now. Because okay. so, yeah. Xbox dropped its price in June, I think. Yeah. So they're both 350 yes. but there's also a $400 version of the Xbox that's a terabyte. Same yes. for PlayStation. Yeah. The, okay, and, then the and of course is the Kinect cheaper. is the add-on <laughs> too for the Xbox, yeah. which is about a hundred bucks. The Wii U is uh, three hundred dollars, but if you get a bundle, it's on, it goes on sale pretty often. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I I would aim to try to find one for two sixty, <laughs> but no, don't okay. buy one on Black Friday because I'm going to be buying one on Black Friday, <laughs> and I yes. don't want the competition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, I think they're going to be. You know, price drops right around that time, yeah. if not on that day specifically. I hate that day. I don't leave my house on that I day. No, I'm going to stay home. Absolutely. I mean, I I'll don't be buy on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't buy any gifts in physical stores anymore anyhow. So, yeah. I don't understand people who do, honestly. (laughs) For me, it's like I I have an easier time finding things if I'm wandering a store floor. Because, like, if I I go to the Amazon front page, I'm like, what does my mom want? Whereas if I'm wandering around and, like, I don't know whatever that store is that I always go to where I buy every single gift every year. Wandering around that store, I find all kinds of stuff. Mm. So. Have There's you guys my heard pitch the for brick and mortar? <laughs> have you heard the rumor that they're going to be an Amazon retail store in Seattle? Somewhere? I have not. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon's yeah. coming out with so many new things. Yeah. We had like my roommates had beer delivered to our front door in less than an hour. Yeah. It was wow. creepy. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet. There's the whole Amazon Fresh thing where you can get your groceries. Yeah. Um, or your beer. Do they or deliver beer? beer? Yes. That's a different thing, actually. Yeah. Oh. Um, the, they have the Fresh for groceries, which is only available in certain cities, and it's been around for a while. But this is – Amazon has a new one-hour delivery where you can – in some parts of – I think it might just be available in Seattle right now. You can buy anything. It will show up yes. in an hour. Yes. Which is weird. <laughs> yes. Will it cool. do it for us, Nicole? Are we too far away? I, I think so because I think I ordered something. I don't remember what it was I ordered. Something that I really needed really badly. Like maybe it was diapers or something. <laughs> um, but, yes, I was able to do the one-hour thing. Nice. So Good to know. Yeah. What it's is very expensive, though. In? Oh, okay. So yes. I should just go to the store. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but going to the store with a – with a toddler who is still in diapers, <laughs> or a toddler, period, going anywhere, period, where you have to get leaving the, kid the house out of the. I mean, it's the gotta get into the car seat and gotta get out of the car seat, and it's just that's worth a fee. <laughs> it is a big pile of money. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. So hopefully you have all the information about the consoles. If you don't. You can send us questions to hello at pixelkin.org, and we will give you more information. So now we're going to move into our other segment, which is what we've been playing. So Simone, since you were playing a game at the beginning Stupid of the podcast, let's talk about that. Uh, 
So when we were tabling at GeekroCon and this dad and daughter came up to us and told my friend about this game that they've been playing called Word Bubbles, which we promptly downloaded, which was a mistake. Um, so basically you're presented with these bubbles and each bubble has a letter. And down at the bottom of the screen, there are empty dots. And, you know, so there are four dots. You're trying to look for a four-letter word to fill that dots. And you drag your finger across the letters and connect them. But it only takes specific words. Mm -hmm. So it, it's looking for two very specific words to go in those dots. Um, so it's, it's kind of – it's very – very challenging sometimes to pick out what word exactly it wants. Mm. Um, and it gets it, – it goes – it waffles back and forth on, like, how many it's looking for. Like, sometimes it'll be looking for three three-letter words. Sometimes it'll be, like, one five-letter word, one four-letter word. Um, and then later, my roommate got to a level last night where it wanted, like – three five-letter words, which makes me want to cry. Um, we kind of can't stop playing it. It's one of those games where you'll be pounding away at the level and being like, why oh, can't I get this? I just, no, no words are working. And then suddenly it'll just fall into place and the this, this clouds will clear and angels will sing and you'll find the word and move on to the next level. It and kind of sounds like, like an old school like word find a little bit. Yeah, You yeah. know, where you would have all the letters and you have to find the words and circle them. Basically, and, yeah. yeah. It's, it is a lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, can't stop playing it. Um, it's free uh, from the App Store. I'm playing it on my iPhone. Um, it does have ads and I think you can pay to get rid of the ads but the ads haven't been very intrusive so far so one thing that kind of annoys me about it so the bubbles that the letters are in are different colors but they don't seem to have any significance so I mean it would probably be too big a cheat if they were but yeah. I'm like why they're why did you pretty. choose these colors just pretty they're not that pretty oh okay <laughs> never mind then so yeah. anything else or is that, that is consuming basically all, your time? all I've been playing although wow. we did um we did, my roommate started playing replay or no playing for the first time Catherine last night, oh which boy. Mm. I got to talk about at my panel at Geek Girl Con this weekend to a completely packed room, which was excellent. Uh, that felt good. We are we did a panel on um, engaging with problematic media and how to talk about that. So we come down the stairs to go to our panel room, and there's just this line looping through the bottom floor, oh. and we're like. Uh, is that for us? They capped the line 10 minutes before the panel started because it was too big. And then there were people turned away at the door, which was awesome. Um, Very and then good. it went really well, even though our slides didn't work. So, um, <laughs> VIP over here. Oh, yeah. that reminds yeah. me of our girl fight thing when we did just a, a live recording of our podcast at PAX. Nice. And that was a very intimidating line. <laughs> the theater was very big, though, so it wasn't filled. Um, Did you do it, like, in the main theater? It was one of the uh, – not the main, but one of the big ones. That is so cool. Yeah, it was until we saw how big it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, sure it was awesome. Yes. It was very nerve-wracking. Anyhow, Courtney, what uh, have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of LEGO Dimensions. Um, my review is going to go very soon. Thanks for taking that bullet for me. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. Simone's been doing all the Skylanders and Disney Infinity, so it was my turn to hop on the Toy Story <laughs> train. I mean, I play Amiibo stuff, but yeah, um, I like it. It's definitely not perfect, um, but uh, there's lots of enjoyable things about it. I like the puzzles that it's had with the toy pad where you have to move the figures around and it lights up, which is really cool. Um, 
Stay tuned for more info on that. I will say my biggest complaint is in the Lord of the Rings hub world. What? When you go to Gondor, they play Rohan music. What? Oh, no. What is wrong with these people? Trash it. I'm like, I must be near Rohan. I hear... The, I hear the strings, and it was Gondor. <laughs> what? Could you be Drag a them, Courtney. Bigger nerd, no, Courtney. Please. Bigger. <laughs> I could go on. I won't. Bigger, better nerd. Um, but yeah, no, it's that really would, cool. that might throw me off too. Yeah, you know? actually, yeah. My my impression of the hub worlds is generally that it's kind of like walking around a theme park rather than actually finding new original story. Oh, I will that's say, interesting. Yeah. In the in the main story, though, oh my god, Gladys totally stole the show. Oh, she's so good. <laughs> well, she's still a show anywhere, I think. Yeah, but much. she had all new dialogue, and it was really good. It was the original oh, actress, wow. and she's so funny. And that was my favorite part of the game, <laughs> whenever she came on. Chill was like not at all in the main campaign, but Gladys was in it a lot. And nice. That could um, make me get that game. <laughs> but you have to come and put it's together a, it, all the toy part for me. It's a, it, <laughs> it's an office copy. You just play ours. So. Okay. Yeah. I'll do yeah. that. <laughs> um, and uh, I've been replaying Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D on the 3DS, which is maybe my favorite video game. Um, yeah, the, the remaster that came out in February is super good and solved so many of the problems from the original. Um, and if you like... Zelda and tragedy. <laughs> it's very sad. I love those things. I yeah. love to die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's E10 plus. It's like kid friendly, but it talks about some really heavy issues. And you should read my review if you want to learn more. You yes, should. Absolutely. Hmm? Linda, how about you? Well, I've been playing, um, trying out a couple of little educational games. One is called The Land of Venn, as mm-hmm. in Venn diagram. And it says on the website that it teaches kids geometry. Um, kind of uh, level two and level three geometry. And l- the level three geometry, according to these Common Core standards, apparently is simple proofs. But I can't really see how that's happening in this game, hmm. at least not till this point. So it's it's on the side of the educational game spectrum where it's really fun to play, but <laughs> I but I'm not seeing all the educational value that they claim to have for it. But, oh, it's so cute. It has these monsters and you have to draw geometric figures between them to destroy the monsters before they suck out all the liquid in the middle of the (laughs) you're protecting your little creature in the middle and it's just colorful and um the music's great the sound effects could be annoying to some people but i think they're kind of fun and um it's it's very addictive i've just been playing it nonstop. really fun so cute yeah. is very important. Cute's yes. important. It's the land of Van. So it I've been is. and and if you add the cute factor of Alpha Bear, I've been playing a lot <laughs> of cute, cute games, but I'm still pretty stuck in the fairy tale level of Alpha Bear. I just unlocked the little baby boss at the end of that level. Wow! I unlocked the challenge so far. Mm. I've gotten like three. Gold eggs so far. Yeah. Like, it's Jeez. pretty. Didn't pathetic. you guys have an intervention for this recently? Yeah, yeah we did. We're talking it about didn't my take. intervention. Mm. No, the x ray bear. I keep getting levels on the x ray bear, and that has been very, very, very helpful because he's like. Oh, I don't get those that much. 200,000, like, letter score um, boost, but he's up to like a thou- over a thousand for X, R, A, and Y. Oh. A and R are pretty common (laughs) letters. Yeah. So you get those a lot. Um, Yeah. So, like, there's, like, the big bear bonus. And the X bear bonus is almost always at least 
the same as the big bear bonus. So, Jeez. so I finally unlocked that boss, um, but I used up all my bears, so I wasn't able to do. I, I did get a blue. I, I played it and I got a blue, um, but I'll have to do that with my better bears. This and is like um, a foreign language. I stopped playing that game a long time ago. <laughs> Sorry, it didn't. Courtney, I liked it, but it didn't hook me. Yeah. Um, so other than that, uh, well, I just want to throw out a quick thing uh, talking about Q is that Anna has been playing um, Animal Jam. Uh, Animal Jam is a very popular uh, – it's like kind of like a kid's MMO. It's got a website and an app. It's made by National Geographic. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she's been playing that on the iPad and she absolutely loves it. And she has like – learned how to do stuff in there like so quickly like she unlocked like you can you can play as different animals she unlocked all of them except for the one that's the premium one within like three days wow i was like wow really (laughs) and she explores all the world there are little mini games throughout the world that help you get coins and she's found all those and she asked me for help with some of the mini games because they actually are a little bit challenging but I was just amazed. Like, she goes to, like, the little stores in there and says... Little completionist there. <laughs> she is. Like, she wanted to buy... She called it wrapping paper. It was actually wallpaper. She wanted to buy this very specific wallpaper, and um, she knew she had more coins to get it. Wow. Nice. Yeah, so it's really cool. And then I've been playing Hearthstone, which got a huge, huge nerf... Or is getting... <laughs> it's getting a huge nerf today. Um for one of the decks that has basically been very unbeatable. And when I would come up against it, I would just concede right away. Wow. I'm like, forget this. I'm going to lose. Goodbye. Mm. So um, so I'm very happy that that is uh, changing. It will be interesting to see how that plays out cool. um, in actual play. So that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send that to hello at pixelkin.org. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and also review us there because we would love to hear what you think. Uh, we are also on Block Talk Radio. We are on Facebook, uh, Pixelkin. We are on Twitter, at Pixelkin underscore org, and at Gaming with Moms. And we have a YouTube channel, which I believe is just YouTube slash user slash Pixelkin org. Is that how it goes, I Courtney? I think so. Something like that. It's linked on our website. <laughs> yeah. We should stop trying to tell people about the URL. And I, just I, tell I them actually to look should, just, should just look at it <laughs> before us. we come down here. That'd to, be good. <laughs> yeah, just go to YouTube and search for Pixelkin and uh, you'll find us. There's so much good content there. There is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's it. So, thanks so much for listening and we'll be back with you next week. Bye. This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.